So, we're going to turn to the Gospel of John right now. Uh, I'm going to read from John chapter 1, verses 29 through 34 to begin with. Vamos a leer de Juan capítulo 1, 29 al 34. And this is just a slice of the larger reading that we've been in this week in the Gospel of John. Es una parte de la lectura más larga. I'll say more about that in, in just a few minutes. But I want to start off today, uh, first of all, reading this, engaging this text in Spanish, and then I will read it, same thing, in English. Voy a comenzar con la lectura en español y después la lectura en inglés. So I hope you've had a moment to get there. John chapter 1, verse 29, Juan 1, 29. And this is the gospel. This is the good news of our Lord. Las buenas noticias de nuestro Señor. Al día siguiente, Juan vio a Jesús que se acercaba a él y dijo, aquí tienen al Cordero de Dios que quita el pecado del mundo. De este hablaba yo cuando dije, después de mí viene un hombre que es superior a mí porque existía antes que yo. Yo ni siquiera lo conocía, pero para que él se revelara al pueblo de Israel, vine bautizando con agua. Juan declaró, vi al Espíritu descender del cielo como una paloma y permanecer sobre él. Yo mismo no lo conocía, pero el que me envió a bautizar con agua me dijo, aquel sobre quien veas que el Espíritu desciende y permanece es el que bautiza con el Espíritu Santo. Yo lo he visto y por eso testifico que este es el Hijo de Dios. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of God. So uh, last week as we got into this series on John, we learned that the Gospel of John is giving us a testimony is giving us a testimony about God's new creation. Juan nos da un testimonio de la nueva creación de Dios. And it gives us that testimony of new creation by giving us a true testimony about Jesus, who is the true testimony of God. He is the true communication of God. He is the word of God in the flesh. He is God. Juan se trata del, del testimonio verdadero de Jesús, quien es el verdadero testimonio de Dios, el verbo hecho hombre. Now, when we talk about a testimony, I want to be clear what we're talking about. So, a testimony is a word, it's a statement or a declaration about what is true. What is real? We're saying something that reflects a reality or a truth. Un testimonio es una declaración sobre lo que es verdad. And so if you want to picture it, a testimony is kind of like a mirror. Es como un espejo. When you look in the mirror right now, you are getting a testimony of how much food you ate at Christmas. Okay? It's reflecting back to you. Ves en el espejo cuánto has comido durante las Navidades. So a testimony 
It can be something that's accurate. A testimony can also be something that's twisted and not so accurate. Un testimonio puede ser atinado o torcido. So a true testimony is going to reflect like a polished mirror. It's going to reflect a faithful image of what is true. Un testimonio verdadero es como un espejo fino que refleja una verdadera imagen. And a false testimony is going to be a little bit like a funhouse mirror, right? It's kind of a, it's going to give a twisted or a distorted image of what reality is. Un falso testimonio es como un espejo corvado que da un testimonio, una imagen torcida. So for example, I don't know if you know this, but in the back here, I'm getting outside of the camera angle, forgive me, but in the back I discovered last week we have a false witness in the group and it's that window right back there. That window is a funhouse mirror. Okay, I stood here last week and I'm like, my shirt is at my knees and my legs are about this tall. What's wrong with me? I didn't, I know I'm short, but no, it's a false testimony right there from that mirror. Ese espejo me da un falso testimonio. So I want to set this up for you a little bit because today what we're looking at is a larger section. As I said, we've been reading this week John chapter 1, verse 19, all the way to chapter 2, verse 25. Estamos mirando Juan 1:19, 2:25. And in this section, the idea of testifying, of giving a testimony in this part, it's all the way through it. Hay la idea de dar un testimonio en esta, en esta parte. And it all begins with this man named John the Baptist. In fact, in chapter 1, verse 19, some Jewish leaders, scribes, priests, they come to John the Baptist and they are asking for a testimony from him. Los judíos piden un testimonio de Juan el Bautista. And so he, he gives a testimony, it says. He says, I am not the Christ. I am not the Messiah. I am not the chosen, anointed, appointed king of Israel. Yo no soy el Mesías de Cristo, el rey ungido de Israel. I am not, he says, Elijah, the prophet that was supposed to come before the Christ. No soy Elías, el profeta que iba a venir antes de Cristo. I am not the prophet that Moses predicted would be raised up to deliver the people. Tampoco soy el profeta que Moisés predijo que iba a levantarse. I'm not that guy. So who is John? Well, in chapter 1, verse 23, he gives this testimony based on Isaiah. Da este testimonio basado en Isaías. I am the voice of one calling in the desert, make straight the way of the Lord. Yo soy la voz del que grita en el desierto, enderecen el camino del Señor. So John's saying, I'm the guy that's come to give voice, to give a testimony that is going to clear out the obstacles it's going to clear out the roadblocks so that people can turn around and come back to God. They can go in the way of the Lord. Yo estoy aquí para quitar los obstáculos para que las personas vuelvan a Dios. The obstacle that he's talking about is sin. That's the roadblock. El obstáculo es el pecado. And John is all about proclaiming the, about these roadblocks. In fact, he comes baptizing with water as a sign of what is needed to clear out the road. 
What's needed is a washing of sin. That's the solution that God's gonna provide. And so he's saying, I've come to get that out of the way. I'm baptizing for that. Él ha venido a bautizar con agua como, como imagen de lo que se necesita, el lavado de pecados. In fact, in chapter 1, verse 31, John says this, a reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Para que él se revelara al pueblo Israel, viene bautizando con agua. I'm baptizing to clear out the obstacle of sin so that he can be shown. Who's he? Who is he? ¿Quién es él? Well, in just a couple verses earlier, in chapter 1, verse 29, John sees Jesus show up, and he says, look, right there. There he is. There's the Lamb of God, the one who takes away the sin of the world. Juan ve a Jesús y dice, aquí tienen al Cordero que quita los pecados del mundo. That's the guy. Look at him. What is John doing? He's giving a testimony. And he's saying, this is the one true sacrifice of God. And his blood is going to wash away sin. Ese es el verdadero sacrificio de Dios que va a quitar el pecado. Now, how does John know this? How does he know that this is the one? ¿Cómo que él sabe? Well, let's look at verse 32. 132. Then John gave this testimony. Juan declaró en testimonio. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. Al Espíritu descender del cielo como paloma y permanecer en él. I would not have known who he was except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me the man on whom you see the spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit el que me envió a bautizar con agua me dijo aquel sobre quien veas que el Espíritu desciende y permanece es el que bautiza con el Espíritu Santo I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of God yo lo he visto y por eso testifico que este es el Hijo Dios. So look at it. John's testimony is all about pointing away from himself. I'm not the guy. I'm not the one. Don't look at me. Su testimonio señala de sí mismo, and he's pointing to Jesus. He's saying he's the one. I baptize with water, he's better. He will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Yo bautizo con agua, él bautizará con el Espíritu Santo. Everything about Jesus is greater. Everything about Jesus is better. Todo lo Jesús es mejor. In fact, in chapter 1, verse 30, John says, This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. De este hablaba yo cuando dije, Después de mí viene un hombre que es superior a mí porque existía antes que yo. So he's pointing away from himself to reflect a testimony of the truth. And the essence of John's testimony, if you want to boil it all down, is go and look. Ve a mirar. Vayan a mirar es su testimonio. Go and look. It's not me, but over there. That's the reality you're looking for. That's the truth you're looking for. Vayan a mirar esa realidad en Jesús. In fact, two of his disciples take John's testimony to heart. And they go and they look. They go and they follow Jesus. Dos van a seguir a Jesús. Look at chapter 1, verse 37. 
When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Cuando los dos discípulos le oyeron decir eso, siguieron a Jesús. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? Jesús se volvió al ver que lo seguían, les preguntó, ¿Qué buscan? Then they said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Rabbi, ¿dónde te hospedas? Come, Jesus replied, and you will see. Vengan a ver, les contestó Jesús. There's something I want you to notice here. And it's when these two disciples come to Jesus, Jesus gives a different kind of communication, a different kind of testimony. Jesús da otro tipo de testimonio. When they come to Jesus, Jesus doesn't come, doesn't say to them, hey, go over there, go look. Over there's what you're looking for. Over there is the life you need. Over there's the forgiveness you need. Over there's the washing of sins. No dice Jesús, vayan a mirar allá, tienen el, el lavado de pecados y lo que necesitan. No, he says, come. Come and see. Come to me. Come follow me. Stay where I'm staying. And you're going to experience what you're looking for. Vengan a mí y van a experimentar lo que buscan. I'm the one. John's pointing away and saying, go and look. Jesus is saying, come and see. John's testimony is about saying the reality is over there. Jesus' testimony is saying, I am the reality. Come and experience me. Juan dice, vengan a ver, vayan a, a mirar. Jesús dice, vengan a ver. It's different. John's testimony is a sign that points to the real thing in Jesus. Now we see that again in chapter 1, verse 45. 1.45. We have this man named Philip who begins to follow Jesus. Felipe empieza a seguir a Jesús. He goes to a friend by the name of Nathaniel, by Nathaniel. And in verse 45, he says to Nathaniel, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth. Hemos encontrado a Jesús de Nazaret, aquel de quien escribió Moisés en la ley, de quienes escribieron, de quienes escribieron los profetas. And Nathaniel hears that, and he says, Nazareth, what? Can anything good come out of there? ¿Acaso de allí puede salir algo bueno? Dice Nathaniel, and What is Philip's response? Come and see. Ven a ver, le dice. Notice that when, when Philip starts out, he's saying, in effect, go and look. Go look over there. We've found the guy Moses is talking about. We found the one the prophets are talking about. Primero dice, ve a mirar, hemos encontrado al que habló Moisés y del que habló, uh, hablaron los profetas. But then, he also says to Philip, come and see. Come and experience what I'm experience, experiencing. Come and, 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 and sense what I'm sensing. Ven a experimentar lo que yo experimento. So what's going on here with this? Why is this here? What's the significance? I think there's something going on. Hay algo que ocurre aquí. I think that the gospel according to John is teaching us, it's showing us something about what it means to proclaim the gospel, to proclaim the good news of Jesus. Se trata como proclamar el evangelio. We have a lesson here in how to be witnesses and how to give a testimony. Es una lección de cómo testificar. 
There's a part of testifying to Jesus in which we are to point away from ourselves and say, go over there, look, there he is, there's the one, there's the Lamb of God. It's about giving information and truth and testifying to the truth. Hay una parte que dice, vayan a mirar, allá está Jesús. But then there's another part of testifying, of giving a witness that is to say, come. I'm inviting you to come into an experience and to, to, to sense what I'm sensing. Quiero que experimentes lo que yo experimento. And I think those two things are both needed. Both kinds of testimony. Los dos testimonios son importantes. In fact, in, in my experience as a pastor, I believe that people need both kinds. And, and maybe at different stages in life, when people are skeptical, and there may be someone in here today saying, I don't know if I believe any of this. You may be skeptical. And sometimes when people are, are doubting, they've got confusions or questions or misconceptions or hesitations. Often what they need first is somebody to come and say, hey, go look at that. Check it out. See what you think. Los que dudan y son escépticos necesitan decir, necesitamos decirles, vayan a mirar. Go over there, take a look, and tell me what you process about that. And then, after the obstacles get cleared out, they might be ready to come and see. It's about it's doing what John did. It's about clearing out the obstacles. Hay que quitar los obstáculos. Getting the roadblocks out of the way. And that kind of testimony is sometimes called apologetics or, or defending or explaining the faith. Uh, there's an, a British guy by the name of John Lennox who's a, a retired Oxford University mathematician. I'm a professor of mathematics at Oxford, jubilado John Lennox. He's an apologist. He speaks to groups of, of atheists and agnostics and doubters. Él habla a los agnósticos y ateos. And he often is using science to help people to understand the truth of God. El habla de Dios y la ciencia. So for example, he will, he will ask a question. In one presentation, he asks a question like this. What is the longest word in the history of the world? ¿Cuál es la palabra más larga de la historia del mundo? It's not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It's not, no. Sorry, Mary Poppins fans. What is the longest word in the history of the world? He says, the longest word in the history of the world is the human DNA molecule. La molecula de ADN humana. Why? What you've got in human DNA is millions of bits of coded chemical language and when you put it all together it spells out a word that becomes flesh and that word that it spells if science gets into this the more we understand about the DNA molecule the word the communication that's coming out of that human molecule uh, DNA molecule is that there is an intelligent creator behind it there has to be and that one is the one we call God hay que haber un creador inteligente detrás de esta molécula. So in effect, he says, go check it out. Go and see. In fact, he can go on from there and he says something like this. He says, you know, if, if God could speak a word into our world like the DNA molecule, 
Si Dios puede hablar una molécula de ADN, it's not hard for God, the word, to come into the world and become DNA, to become human in the person of Jesus. Think about it. Check it out. No es difícil que Dios, el verbo, se haga ADN humano en la persona de Jesús. That's an example of go and look. And there are other examples. That's a, maybe a more complicated one. But we can all say go and look. Go check out the facts, the evidence, the, the, the indications of God. Pueden ver las indicaciones de Dios. But that alone is not enough. We need something more than truth. Hay que tener más que la verdad. Truth alone will not save us. It will not give us what we need. La verdad no nos puede salvar en sí. A doctor can come into a room to a dying patient and say, here's the truth, you need that medicine on the shelf, and that medicine will heal you. It's true. But if the patient doesn't take the medicine, if the medicine doesn't go inside the patient, they will not get well. They will not live. El doctor puede decir a una paciente, esa medicina te cura, pero si la medicina no la toma, el paciente no vive. We need more than truth. We need life. We need life, an experience of God. Ocupamos la vida, una experiencia de Dios. And so as we look into chapter 2 of John, there are two stories here in chapter 2 of John that I think are hinting at this and pointing to this. Hay dos historias en Juan que miran, que enseñan esto. The first is at the beginning where Jesus is at a wedding feast in a place called Cana in the region of Galilee. Jesús asiste una boda, una fiesta en Cana de Galilea, and the wine runs out. They don't have any more wine. Se les acaba el vino. The wine runs out, the party stops. It's dead. Está muerta la fiesta. Now, there are some jars, some big jars over there that are full of water and they're used for Jewish purification ceremonies. Hay cántaros de agua llenos para ceremonias de purificación judías. Those jars of water point to what's needed, the washing of sin, the purification of sins, and necesita la purificación de pecado, but they can't do it. They can't give it. You know what this party needs? This party needs not water, it needs wine. La fiesta necesita vino. Why? Wine is life. Wine is joy. Wine is exuberance. Wine is laughter. El vino es vida. Es gozo y risa. Jesus turns the water into wine. And John says it's a sign. El convierte el agua en vino en Juan dice es una señal. It's pointing to what we need. Wine is an alcoholic spirit, right? El vino es un espíritu alcohólico. John came to baptize with water. Wasn't enough. Jesus has come to baptize with the spirit. Jesús vino a bautizar no solo con agua, sino con el Espíritu. The Spirit gives life. There's an author by the name of Henry Nouwen who says that the Holy Spirit communicates to us the eternal relationship 
of communion that exists between God the Father and Jesus the Son. The Holy Spirit is our connection to that. El Espíritu es nuestra comunicación con la relación eterna entre Dios Padre y Jesús el Hijo. In other words, there's this relationship of total love and acceptance and of goodness and of purity and of embrace and generosity and sacrifice that is going on between God the Father and Jesus the Son. There is a party going on in heaven between those two. Hay una fiesta de aceptación y perdón entre el Padre y el Hijo and the Holy Spirit lifts us up to the party. Brings us into that relationship. El Espíritu Santo nos trae esa relación. As we go forward in John, be looking for this. Be looking for how Jesus is referencing always his relationship with the Father and how the Spirit brings us into that. Jesús hace referencia a esto en Juan. And then we have the other story. Jesus goes to the temple. Jesús va al templo. What's the temple? Well, that's the one place the Jews believed where heaven and earth interlock, like two Lego blocks snapping together. There's heaven and earth. They're, they're connected. It's a lugar de conexión entre el cielo y la tierra. That's where you go to meet with God. That's the one spot where God shows up on the earth. Only the temple, this building, has become a place where money and greed connect and little else. Allá se conectan el dinero y la avaricia. The sheep, the lambs that are being sold in the temple, they can't take away the sin of the people. Los corderos no quitan el pecado, los corderos vendidos. The doves that are being sold in the temple cannot bring the Holy Spirit's life to people. They cannot come down upon us like the Spirit came on Jesus. Las palomas vendidas no pueden traer el Espíritu. So what does Jesus do? He steps in. And he sweeps it all up. He sweeps it away. Jesús barre todo ese lo limpia. And when people ask him, why are you doing this? Who gave you authority? What sign do you have that you have authority? ¿Qué señal de, de tu autoridad para hacer eso? In chapter 2, verse 19, Jesus answers and says, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. Destruyen este templo y lo levantaré de nuevo en tres días. The temple he's talking about is his body. Se refiere a su cuerpo. He's saying, come. I am the true lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I'm the one whom the spirit has come on as a dove. Yo soy el cordero sobre quien el espíritu viene como paloma. I'm the true temple. I'm the true connecting point between God and sinners, between heaven and earth. Soy el verdadero punto de conexión entre Dios y los pecadores. In fact, before that, in chapter 1, verse 51, we see a confirmation. Jesus is dealing with Nathaniel, remember, and Nathaniel finally gets it. He says, you're the, you're the son of God. You're the king of Israel. Nathaniel dice, tú eres el hijo de Dios, rey de Israel. And Jesus says, yeah, you're right, but you know what? You're going to see even something better than that. Chapter 1, verse 51, I tell you the truth, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. That's me. Les aseguro que verán abrirse el cielo y a los ángeles de Dios subir y bajar sobre el Hijo del Hombre. What's that all about? Well, Jesus is making an Old Testament connection. 
Hay una conexión con el Antiguo Testamento. If you go to Genesis chapter 28, you'll read the story of Jacob, who is Israel, the founder of Israel, Jacob, el que es fundador de Israel. He has a dream, and he dreams about a ladder going up to heaven with angels going up and down on this thing. Sueña con una escalera al cielo con ángeles bajando y subiendo. Jesus is saying, I'm the ladder. I'm the stairway to heaven. I'm the connecting point. Yo soy la escalera. Yo soy el punto de conexión con Dios. So, follow me. So what do we got here? I want to kind of summarize. What can we make from all of this that we've read in this, this reading? A couple things. One, We need the truth. We need true teaching about Jesus, true testimony about Jesus, but we need more than just information about Jesus. Ocupamos buena doctrina sobre Jesús, pero más. We need Jesus, an experience of him. So go and look, but also come and see. Vayan a mirar y vengan a ver. And Jesus is saying, Follow me. Experience me. Come into the joy of my relationship with the Father through the Holy Spirit. Entren en el gozo de mi relación con el Padre por medio del Espíritu Santo. Because you see, there's a party going on. And I am the bridegroom. Hay una fiesta de boda. Yo soy el novio. I think John's showing us is that once you enter into the joy of that party, you can't keep it to yourself. You've got to share it with other people. Una vez que entres en el gozo de esa fiesta, hay que compartirlo con otros. That's what it means to give a testimony. And giving a testimony is about sharing the truth and saying, go and look, check it out, there it is. But it's also about inviting people and saying, come and see. Come experience the joy that I've experienced through Jesus. Es decir la verdad, pero también decir, ven a ver el gozo que yo he experimentado en Jesús. So my question for us this week, and one of the questions on the card is, what is the testimony about Jesus I can give? ¿Cuál es el testimonio que puedo dar de Jesús? I want to issue an invitation and a challenge for all of us, myself included, to think this week or to be looking this week, where are those opportunities that I might have to speak and reflect the truth of Jesus with my words, to say to somebody, Jesus is this, go and look. ¿Cómo puedo decir con mis palabras, Jesús es esto? Vayan a mirar. Does that sound scary? doesn't have to be. Where are those opportunities? But also with that, where are the opportunities this week to open up and to say to people, come and see. Come and see. Let me tell you about my experience with Jesus. Let me tell you what he's done to me. También podemos decir, vengan a ver, déjenme para decirles de mi experiencia con Jesús. So, Psalm 34, 8 gives us the script. 
el Salmo 34.8. You want to say, no, what do I say? What do I do? Well, think of this. In fact, let's read it out loud together. I think that would be a good exercise. Vamos a leerlo en voz alta, first in English. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Prueben y vean que el Señor es bueno. Dichosos los que en él se refugian. May God give us opportunities this week to say, go and look, come and see. Que podamos decir, vayan a mirar y vengan a ver. Let's pray. Oremos. <coughs> Heavenly Father, there's just so much richness here in the Gospel of John. What incredible treasure we have. Gracias por la riqueza del Evangelio de Juan. I thank you personally for the privilege of diving into this and to discovering how incredibly powerful this message is and how it points to you, Jesus, how perfect you are. Thank you that you have come to baptize us with your Holy Spirit, to to bring us into the life that we could never give to ourselves. You are not only the truth we need, you are the experience we need, the person we need. Tú eres no solo la verdad que necesitamos, sino la experiencia, la persona que necesitamos para conocer la vida de Dios. Help us. Some here today may be just skeptical and saying, I don't think this makes sense. Lord, I want to pray that maybe today there's another step they've taken on their journey that another obstacle's out of the way. Clear out the obstacles. Remove the roadblocks one by one. Help them to go and look and to see that there is plenty that points to how powerful you are. And for those who may have already trusted in you, Lord, give us the grace and the freedom to say, Something's changed in me. Let me tell you about it. Let me share with you my, my experience of Jesus. And so, Lord, both of those things are important. Que podamos también los que queremos decir a las otras personas, déjame para compartir mi experiencia de Jesús. We look forward to what you have for us in the coming week as we read more. Open up our ears, open up our eyes, but most of all, open up our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. You're the Lamb of God. You're the, the true vine and the true wine of life. You're the temple. You're the stairway. You're so many things, but most of all, you are the perfect testimony of God. Tú eres, Señor, el perfecto testimonio de Dios. It's in your name we pray, and we all together say, Amen.